Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 13, I almost said 12 again, episode 13 of Adapter Pals. My name is Jack, a.k.a. A Forgotten Donut. And my name is Dustin, a.k.a. Dustin underscore Caldwell. It's funny, because it's my name. That's just your name. <laughs> you don't have that sweet, sweet gamer tag, like a no, real No, I don't. Gamer. I have a real, I think I've gone over this before, yeah, I have yeah. a real gamer tag, yeah. Um, I just don't want to share it. You can probably <laughs> find it whenever he plays... Fortnite at twitch.tv slash it is pretty bad because most games don't have streamer settings because I have played older games so it just comes out with my game and tag in the corner I'm like this is how I get doxxed for (laughs) sure you're gonna get ddosed in every game you fucking join absolutely alright so Jack what is Adapter Pals some of the uh, people listening may be asking Adapter Pals is a podcast where two pals you and me we we love video games and we love our favourite forms of media. And we're like, what if our favourite forms of media, like a TV, a movie, a comic book, a regular book, what if they were a video games? So we pitch that to each other. Or maybe vice versa, what if a video games was a book? Oh, that would be weird. Do that you want to write weird. a book for an episode? Absolutely <laughs> not, but maybe. No. So... So this week I spent I spent the last three months writing out forty thousand words of a novel based on <laughs> my favorite game. Um, all right, I so... think the Pac Man novelization is going to be beautiful, dude. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. I haven't like I haven't got everything wugga, down wugga, yet. Wugga, um, so this week we're looking back into movies. Going a little bit away from comic books because we've done quite a lot of those. So we're looking into. Uh, action and adventure and spy thriller films, and we're asking the big question, Mission Impossible, adaptable? Adaptable? I think, maybe. I reckon, I reckon so. If if there are two movie franchises that are perfect for adaptions, it's Mission Impossible or Fast and the Furious. Like, yeah, those but... are just kind of real-life video games. Did you see what point. happened to Fast and Furious? With its... <laughs> I sure it did. had a video game, and it was atrocious. It looked real um, bad. When I started watching Mission Impossible, I was like, this is a series that should be video games, especially because uh, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. is getting old. Um, well, he's not really... Like, it's not like he's old, but he's... He shouldn't be jumping out of aeroplanes at his age. <laughs> no, God, no. So I was like, yeah, just mocap him and everything, put him in a video game, and then recreate the vibe. Would be really, really, really cool. And that Are vibe, if, if anyone was not familiar with Mission Impossible, what would the general gist of the movies so, and that but, said vibe be? So basically, they're like spy... I said thriller, but they're, like the first one's a spy thriller. After that, they're just like spy action movies. Um, they're just nonsense. Well, no, number two. No, not number two, number three. Yeah, number That's three kind of is a thriller, isn't it? Thrillery. I was gonna say number two. Nobody likes that movie. No, it's terrible. That's filmed here. That's um, my favorite stunt. For a oh. future little thing we were gonna, oh, okay. we were gonna mention okay. our favorite stunt, but a little, little sizzle there. Is it the motorbike one? No. Anyways, mm, I don't um, remember that one. They have you ever seen Zoolander? Yeah, uh, bits of it. There's a joke in that where he says this mission just got a whole lot more impossible. 
<laughs> and he's doing the aerial motorbike kick, I think it is, oh, that Tom that. Cruise does in Mission Impossible 2. Like, he, they ride their motorbikes at each other, then they leap off their motorbikes, and then they kick each other in midair. Um, That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I got stupider saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you did. So... Oh, yeah, it's not, so bloody, the... not bloody possible, mate. You're you're stupid enough already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Mission Impossible franchise is like we're talking about stunts. They're famous for stunts. They're famous for things like um, Tom Cruise doing a real Halo jump in the latest movie. I was about to say Him... the character's name is Ethan. right? Oh Ethan yeah, that's something? right. Yeah, but... the character's name is Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna name him Tom Cruise because it's just Tom Cruise's life. I, right, I, well, what I'll say. What I'll say is what I wrote down very quickly. I said it follows the exploits of Ethan Hunt. He's a he's an agent in the uh, fictional Impossible Mission Force. It's a really silly name. <laughs> as he goes on various adventures. Didn't know that was what it was called. Yeah, it's called IMF. <laughs> I like the name IMF. I think that that sounds cool, like a government body. But when you find out it stands for Impossible Mission Force, is that genuinely what it is? That's hilarious. yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. haven't heard that before. That's so good. It's so funny because like you go into watching Mission Impossible and you're like, all right, let's watch it, and then it's literally the name of his job is Mission Impossible. It's Impossible Mission, and I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> so he goes on like some sort of adventure, doing some spy thrillery espionage stuff. There's probably a nuke um, that's going to go off, and he has to stop it. He teams up with like Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, sometime, well, Michelle Monaghan plays his wife in a couple of the films. It was really cool, because she's in the third one as his wife, and then they actually brought her back for Mission Impossible 6, which I... love I, Michelle Monaghan. I've not seen her in much, but, Underrated. yeah. Underrated. She's a good actress. In, did you ever watch Source Code? No. That was a great movie. No one talks about Source Code. Email him, talk to me about Source Code. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that movie. It's, it's like a time-loopy kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's got that... Her and Bradley Cooper, I think it is. Ah. It's really good. Rocket the Raccoon. Rocket the Raccoon. The Raccoon Rocket Force. (laughs) I know that it's Rocket Raccoon, but I kind of like her Rocket to the Raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a lot more comic book-y. Yeah. Than Rocket Rocket to the Raccoon. Oh, absolutely. Man the Spider. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, We're getting sidetracked. So, something funny that I thought mm-hmm. is it's like you watch modern Mission Impossible films and they're so big and explosive and yeah. he's like doing the, the the motorbike chase from the fifth one is incredible like they all fall they, I think they all have a motorbike chase but the fifth one is so cool mm-hmm. um, with uh, Rebecca Ferguson and uh, Tom Cruise just fucking shit up um, but it's so funny because you watch the first film and it's so quaint there's no nuke it's like, somebody's stolen a list of secret agents' names, and the biggest stunt is he jumps through a window while there's a flood of water coming down on him. And there's the famous one we should mention, which is the meme one, where he... Of course. The, uh, goes down uh, the, the wire. Flat body. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible, though. That that scene is... It's like, really... so good. It's tense. Um, yeah. But it's just like, it's, it's one of those things that's been memed to high heaven. Um, I have a little fun fact about the the f- box office of these films. Oh, yeah. If you'd like to hear it. so I would not. Fuck you. Moving on. So, anyways, video games. Oh, no. <laughs> what is it? So, uh, Mission Impossible is one of the highest grossing franchises of all time. It's made Fuck. over $4 billion across six films. Fuck. That's a lot of money. 
that's not the fun fact. Oh, that's the fun fact is that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been running for ten years and has made twenty two billion dollars. And it's it being the highest grossing franchise. So I just thought it was really mm-hmm. funny that like you look at this franchise like, wow, it's made over four billion dollars and then the next one up is twenty two billion. <laughs> <laughs> is it the second highest? I don't think it's the second highest. I just that okay, I, yeah, I yeah. didn't I didn't check. I just know that it's like up there, it's one of. Um, this looks uh, four million for six movies because, like, yeah, the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe has got that's twenty five thousand movies. Films. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Ten thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure about. I've seen ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. It's, it is very good. Like four billion six films. That's very good. It's just so funny that it's like when you look at the highest grossing franchises. It's Bond top... to number one. Oh, no, no, the top is the MCU. I feel like okay. Bond is up there, though, sure. I was say, Only just because pure... it's been going for so long. Yeah. yeah. Adjusted for it's... inflation, it might be. It might be up there. True. Who yeah. knows? I'll have to look into this. Not right now, though. No. Um, the films mm. are also... They're actually not an original series, the films. They're, um... I'm which I was shocked to find out. About to if you yeah. didn't. Ah, cool. Yeah, based on 1966 television series of the same name, which is also where the the soundtrack comes from as well. Um, I was going to hum the soundtrack, but then I stopped myself because I was going to hum the James Bond soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to, because I I actually have a little trivia about that. Oh? So we can uh, can save it for then if you like. Oh, okay, cool. I thought you were going to say now, but that's fine. Oh, we can. Um, We've got a trivia section, so... Did I talk about the masks and stuff? Oh, you didn't, but that's a classic Mission Impossible trope. This is a cl- another classic trope. So we've covered like stunts and the other Mission Impossible trope, and we've got to talk about these because they'll come back in the video games. Is mm-hmm. every single film will have at least one, more like three <laughs> scenes where somebody is revealed to have been wearing a perfect face replica mask the whole time. So spoilers for the first film: it's John Voight um, <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end. So there's like a scene where. Where it, like John Voight's character pulls off his face and it's Tom Cruise underneath. It looks, it's a really good effect for the late nineties. Um, yet apparently it's all practical. Yes, it which is. I still don't fully believe because well, that's too good. I think that it was practical in the first couple. Oh yeah, now it's now it's ridiculous. Now it's like, like now you just whatever. do it with CG. It's so much better. Um, though one of my favourite scenes in the franchise is in Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, they go to create a mask for Ethan and he's teamed up with Henry Cavill at this point mm-hmm. and sort of the um the story with those two is like they describe Ethan Hunt as being like a scalpel who's very fine and very um like do, like what's I was gonna say intricate. Yeah it's very methodical so he'll create a mask, he'll sneak in and everything and then when it comes to fighting he'll fight. But they describe Henry Cavill's character as being like a hammer. He would <laughs> just smash his way through, kill everybody to get the job done. So they're getting ready to make a mask and then the guy like wakes up after they've knocked him out. Cool. So then Henry Cavill beats him into submission with the suitcase with the computer that generates the masks. And uh. <laughs> They've destroyed the mask machine, so they can't do the mask anymore. Um, Fuck. I think because he gets shot in the face and the or something. So oh, wow. yeah, he that. gets like beaten up, and the guy gets shot. And then there's a line where um, where Henry Cavill goes, "Oh, we still gonna make a mask?" And then Ethan's like, "You kind of need a face to make a mask." <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Ew. 
they don't show his bloodied face. Oh, boy, um, what a loser franchise. Zero out of ten. <laughs> did you know... Go... Oh, yeah, you go. I was going to say, you know, that showing that, like, a, like, John Wick got an R rating the third one because they show a knife going to a guy's eye in the R rated cut. That's the only difference. I did hear about it because they took it out here in Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, when you show that kind of stuff, you're not allowed to let kids in anymore. Um, Weird. It's strange, right? Um, sorry, what did you want to continue? I was going to say, do we want to talk about our favourite stunts before yeah, we head absolutely. into video games? Um, you start with your favourite stunt, because I have a feeling I know what it is. That's fair. It's it's common. It's not like the most over-the-top, because yeah, it, the Mission Impossible series is known for incredibly over-the-top ones. He hung off a plane. I don't want to spoil your ones, but like he hung off a plane on one of them. He... What does he do? Jump rooftops? He... Was he, was he in Zero Gravity? Was that Mission Impossible? Um, he hasn't done Zero Gravity yet. He did the water one where he swims around in the water tank and he held his breath for like four and a half minutes or something. Big Tower, that was the other one. He did Big oh, Tower. Oh yeah, that one's, that one's incredible. Yeah. Where he jumps off the Burj Khalifa, yeah. One of the tallest. Is it the tallest building? It's, one yeah, of. the tallest. Yeah, currently tallest building in the world. Right. So I'm going to ignore all of those incredibly massive stunts. And I'm just going to talk about the knife eye, funnily enough. Yeah, after, I thought uh, you were going to say that. After John Wick. Because why would you do that? Because he's insane. If... And he has Scientology superpowers. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, there's one point where um, he and almost Wolverine, but not Wolverine, oh, yeah. poor guy, whoever that actor is, um, they're having That's a so fight. Funny. Tom Cruise and the bad guy, with a knife, and with all of his force... This guy tries to drive a knife into into Tom Cruise's eye, and Tom Cruise catches the arm as the knife is like millimeters away from his eye, and does like a really big close up to show like just how close it was does to he just stabbing him through the eye. Fall on him or something? Is that the yeah. stun? Like yeah, they're fighting, and he falls and like pushes down, right? Yeah, he's kind of like falling with the knife, putting yeah. all the weight of you know his entire body as well as a knife. And so, while you should do that as CGI, because... Or at least with safety glasses and maybe a rubber knife. Yeah, that's because that's dangerous. They just did it for real. The knife was attached to a, uh, like a police system, a rope or whatever the fuck, um, so that it locks yeah. genuinely millimetres away from Tom Cruise's eye. And whoever the other actor is was told, put literally all of your weight on this knife so it looks real and I'm going to like try and push you off. Uh, Is that scene unbroken? Like an unbroken take? To my knowledge? I wouldn't want to do it twice. No, I know, but it's (laughs) like... Because you could achieve the same effect by showing a man fall and then cutting to it hovering above his eye. Oh, no, it's definitely no, it's definitely cut. Okay. There's definitely, because... like, a far away and then a zoom in. Right. Yeah, because that's wild. Why would you... I mean, it looks cool. It just makes... It's not my favourite because it's my, like, the coolest thing. It's my favourite because it's the most effective knowing the backstory. Yeah. And just hating every second of it. I don't care. I don't like that movie. But every now and again, it's that scene... It's not a good will, movie. <laughs> it'll, like, pop up on, you know, when YouTube is just like... He has 20 seconds of a film, and you're like, okay, sure. 
Jesus. Okay, I was just I just went and watched it again. Yeah, right. Just brought up that. on my phone. Okay, so what happens? Give it a watch. They show from Tom Cruise's perspective, they show the guy jumping mm-hmm. and then the knife coming in, it comes down into frame above his eye. That's fucked. It's oh, wrong. I hate that. I, I regret watching it's that. It's disgusting <laughs> to watch. It genuinely it looks makes like me it's feel brushing Ill. like up against his eye. It's like his bloody eyelashes or something. Oh. It's my favorite because it makes me feel sick. And yeah. no other like yeah, him <laughs> hanging off a plane is cool. It looks good, but oh oh god, it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, oh, did you I watch it too? It. Yeah, <laughs> it oh, Please bring it up with us if you haven't. This yeah, is definitely. Tom Cruise knife it stunt. It'll be the first. Oh, 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 fuck! You can, you know exactly where I'm up to. Depending on the, ah, you can see. <laughs> his, you can just see it. It's just it's within like licking distance. It's brushing his eyelashes. Like no, it's not good. No, stop it, stop it, Tom. That was movie two. He, this man's gonna die on see, set. So I think, I think that's think... what he wants. Yeah, probably. No, but he won't, as aforementioned. <laughs> Scientology, Scientology powers. powers. Yeah. Um, you got me there. He. So I think that my favourite stunt. I don't have like one particular one. Mm-hmm. I think I was really excited for the Halo jump, and that scene is incredible. Mm. Um, it's also like a great use of the old technique where you have someone walk out of the shot then get replaced by a body double as they come back into the shot or whatever. If someone was um, to, like, I'm not saying me, uh, definitely not mm. me, if someone didn't know what a halo jump was, not me, again, once oh, again, right, just, uh, okay. just if our audience were, like, so dumb that they didn't know what a halo jump was, like, what idiots, <laughs> not me again, I know. I know, right. Is, but, like, if you could explain it to them, that would be really cool. So for idiots named Jack a Forgotten Donut, a halo yeah, jump <laughs> is a high-altitude, low-opening parachute jump. Oh, so no. Okay, you jump yeah. from high-altitude being like 25,000 feet, mm-hmm. and then you open your chute under 5,000, I think. Oh, that, that's um, bad. Okay. Yeah, it's like you open it super low, and the idea behind it is you jump in, so then you're sort of like above right like scanners or some shit and then you come in un- like underneath them and everything so it's harder to detect you when you're falling in so tom cruise learnt how to do um i think this is probably my favorite because of all the effort that went into it he learnt how to do parachuting and skydiving and everything and then in the film in an unbroken take oh. he is in an airplane with henry cavill they, Henry Cavill wasn't allowed to do the stunt, though, um, mm. because there's some fighting that happens there, like they bump into each other, and they were like, Henry, as an inexperienced skydiver, if you do this, you're falling at whatever the speed is, you're flying from side to side at like 60 yeah. metres a second or something, you might kill yourself or you might kill Tom. So they did that with a stunt dude. So pretty much, uh, watch this scene, it's incredible. So they're in the plane, they put the helmets on, you can see it's Tom Cruise, then Henry Cavill's character kind of like walks out of the shot to come around the other side of him, and then a body double comes in, and then the camera spins around behind him and they go and jump out of the plane. And um, the only thing I don't like about this stunt is that they fill it with some CGI storm happening or whatever. Oh. The, and like, you have this great shot of them parachuting down, to then kind make it of look fake. make it look fake yeah and it's so it's like it's not my favorite because they do that but i think it's my favorite because of 
just all the stuff that Tom Cruise went through to learn how to do it. I also really love the helicopter flying he does in that movie because he learned how to fly a helicopter. I was about to say, um, didn't he also learn how to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that helicopter chasing sequence is incredible. Like I said, I don't think I have one particular that sticks out as like a favourite. I know a lot of people like the uh, scene in Mission Impossible 3, the rocket launcher, the... the when he That's gets, a really good one. Yeah, it just looks good, like the cable pull and everything. Um, oh, Mission Impossible 3 has also the most fucked moment. In my personal opinion. With the villain. Oh, hang on, wait, which bit do you mean? I don't know, just any bit with, when when his villain is on screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman rules. It was but, incredible. Um, the bomb eye? The bomb oh. in the brain? Oh. The way they did that, there's like a uh, another agent, she's got a bomb in her head, they're trying to deactivate it, and... Spoiler alert, it's the opening of the movie, it's fine. Um, unfortunately, they fail, <laughs> and it's like a, it's, it, the, her head doesn't explode. It's like a tiny right. little microscopic bomb. Just like one of her uh, eyes goes like yeah. dodgy. That's right. And just like there's this little sound effect, oh, it makes me feel sick just thinking about it. Yeah. They're good movies, for the most they part. They are, no, they are, yeah, gen- usually, I think they're all hits except for the second one. Yeah, and even then that's so ridiculous that it's enjoyable. I would Yeah. Argue. That movie, yeah, it's just very dumb. Um, lots yeah. of shooty action and everything. But yeah, I just feel like I don't have one stunt where I'm like, that's my favourite. But actually, what I was going to say mm. is probably the um, the one where he broke his ankle. A lot of them come from Mission Impossible 6, fun fact. Um, <laughs> so this one's famous because he... It's a bit of trivia. He broke his ankle doing this stunt where he was running and jumps out of a window. Mm-hmm. And then on, I think it's out of one, and then like jumps. I think he's to the on land. rooftop to rooftop. Yeah, he goes from here, and he the stunt is he's supposed to fall, like to he's supposed to slip. He's so to, you can, he just doesn't make it, but he grabs he on. He doesn't and he pulls quite make up. it, yeah. But um, he really didn't quite make it. <laughs> yeah. And you see his ankle break on the screen. Hmm. Um. And then he, and then he gets up and he runs off frame. <laughs> and he runs off frame, and then he yells, "All right, cut." I've broken my ankle. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Fuck me, that man. Yeah, so I think like stuff like it's like with yours being just the fact that they went and did that with the knife, yeah. making that your favorite. It's stuff like I think my favorites are the ones where Tom Cruise did something ridiculously stupid, like healing in a matter of weeks, um, the learning how to fly a helicopter, and jumping out of a plane um, like a madman. Do you know what they haven't learnt, though? What? How to make more than five video games. Is there only five? There are. Far out. But I'm going to add a secret one in there. That's okay. not going to be real. And your goal, Dustin, is to pick out the that fake that there's one. only four? There is five, actually, and I'm going to have six. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Gotcha, gotcha. The first. So, you, you could say mm-hmm. that my mission, should I choose to accept it is to guess the fake game. I am both angry at you for making that joke and disappointed in myself that I yeah. did... <laughs> should be ashamed of yourself. I think it's more the second one. That's I am ashamed. The, that's, that's the meme line. That's a piece of trivia from later. That's the meme line. If you've heard that's that joke, it's from line. Mission Impossible. <laughs> Fuck, damn it. Shit. Okay. The first game was in 1990. Mission Impossible for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it was based on the 1998 TV series Revival. 
Hold on, can you say that again? 1990. Yeah. Uh, released for the NES. Yeah. Based on the 1988 TV series okay, revival. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I thought you said 1998 TV series revival. I'm like, <laughs> that would have hey been Jack, how did they make a video game eight years <laughs> earlier about a show? No! <laughs> okay, yep. Produced by Konami. Okay. Oh. It, well, what's the reception? 20? Oh, pretty good. 86 out of 100, 20 out of 25, okay. And what was that one called? That was just called Mission Impossible. Alright, cool. Uh, next, it was an MS-DOS game in 1991, once again based on the 1988 series. Um, this one doesn't have a Wikipedia link, so we're going to be moving on. Okay. Mission Impossible 1998, the year of my birth. And your birth? No, I'm 1999. Ah, uh, young loser. Yeah. Basically I know, open. right? Whole year between us. <laughs> You're basically a baby. Um, we're both babies. Released for Nintendo 64, then ported to PlayStation in 1999, based on the first film. Wow. It was. And that's funny. called Mission Impossible. Just Mission Impossible. Um, there's a tagline of ex- expect the impossible, but that was like a UK thing, I guess. Right. These are some creative video game names. <laughs> Look, what can I say? I'm a creative man. I mean, what? <laughs> um, no, we've seen a whole lot of reception. Oh, 71%. 61. Yeah, 71, that's not bad. Or six, or a lot six of sixes one. and sevens. You have. Okay. Now, this was a weird one to me. In 2000, released for the Game Boy Color, which already the Game Boy Color, how fucking good. Um, could, do you reckon you could guess the title for me? I bet it's called Mission Impossible. It's called Mission Impossible. What? Based on the first movie, the first one to be based on a, on the new film series. Right. The reception was poor. I imagine. Imagine. I oh, no, so no, I said I imagine, as oh, in okay. like, imagine. I, I, I imagine that a, a video game movie in the early two thousands would be received poorly. I know, right? <sighs> uh, pain described as painfully average. Says the quote. Wow, I hate that descriptor. Cause like, if a thing's bad, because you've heard it so many times can... describing you. Oh. Oh, oh, me with the burns today. Sorry. If the thing is bad, you can be like, yeah, that was really bad. I did not enjoy it. But if something's painfully average, that's just so much worse, I think. Because that means that it's it's like when you describe something as mediocre. It's like it was usable, like the product was usable, <laughs> but it was just so average. It is. Like, and, yeah. Oh, I hate that. Like, at least hate is a feeling, you know? Yeah. Indifference is nothing. So that's annoying. Luckily, it appears they have redeemed themselves in 2002, a sequel to that, um, just called Mission Impossible... What is it? Two? Mission Impossible, if you choose to accept it. No. Yeah. Um, that's a Game no. Boy Advanced game. <laughs> that doesn't um, exist. It that sounds an... terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It was, a, it was actually a full RPG. So, like, the first one, I... Th- from what I could see, was like a top-down kind of adventure game. I think that's right. what it said. Let me go back. Oh, it just says adventure game. Ignore me. Um, but yeah, this was like full RPG kind of shit, and it's like eights. Not well, bad. Um, it was called Mission Impossible, if you choose to accept it. Yeah. 
on what platform? Uh, that was the Game Boy Advance. Okay, cool. Uh, only a measly year later, the final game, Mission Impossible, Operation Surma. Also a bad name. That was for PlayStation 2, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, GameCube. You know, just one of those ones. Right. Um, action adventure stealth, pretty common. By Atari and voice casting. Oh, it's actually got Tom Cruise in it. Oh no, hang on. Does not lend his likeness or voice. Ignore me. <laughs> okay, so that one's real. Reception. Because... A lot of fives, oh, a lot of threes, a lot of twos. Yeah, fair enough. That one's definitely real because you wouldn't come up with a name like Operation Surma. Operation Surma. Like, unless that that sounds like maybe like some deep lore stuff, if anything. Um, and uh, like set that between just. Th- Two and three. Okay, cool. The second one, though. Mm-hmm. Mission that Impossible. That sounds. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I meant the, <laughs> the one, before, the, one yeah, the previous yeah. one. Yeah. So Mission Impossible, if you choose to accept it. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that see that sounds made up. But, but it sounds made up, so I feel like it's real. Because <laughs> <laughs> we live in this stupid age where there's films coming out called Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. That we do, my dude. Oh. So we we live in an age where there are really dumb names for things. Um, I was going to go on a rant about Aquaman. I don't think I will. <laughs> if we have a do Aquaman adaptable when the Lost Kingdom comes out, we can. Oh, I'm going to rant so much. <laughs> so I feel like Mission Impossible, if you choose to accept it, is real. Okay. But that also sounds, like I said, just sounds like something you might make up, but it just sounds too easy. What was the one before that called that was called Mission Impossible? That, and that was... All of them previously are just Mission Impossible. Okay. You had uh, Nintendo... Do you want me to go over them again? Yeah, very quickly, yeah. Mission Impossible NES. 1990. Yep. Mission Impossible 1991 MS-DOS. Both of those based on the uh, 1988. Yep. Mission Impossible for the Nintendo 64... With the see, like again, the, the the tagline underneath is "expect the impossible." So I feel like they just have bad, bad names. Yeah. Mission Impossible Game Boy Color, Mission Impossible if you choose to accept it, Game Boy Advanced, and then Mission Impossible Operation Surma in two thousand three, Game Boy Advance, Xbox, PlayStation two, GameCube. You know the the works. Okay, I reckon that the N sixty four one. Is fake. The N64 one? Yeah. Based on the first film? that would be too similar to GoldenEye. And then I feel like it doesn't exist. Is it trying to cash in on GoldenEye? Oh, okay. Look, I'm locking that in. <laughs> but I'm wrong. <laughs> you should have gone with your gut, dude. If you choose oh, to accept it. Come on. That just... Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I honestly thought I pushed it with that. I was like, what's the dumbest you, well, name that, I could think of? Well, that's the thing. You, you were... That's why I believed it. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, an idiot would call that. Like, would would come up with a... Uh, would, sorry, an idiot company would come up with yeah, that and be like, that's a good name for something. Jack's I not think. that stupid. And yeah. never underestimate my stupidity, Dustin. That's rule number one. I hate that name. Thank you. But I'm glad it doesn't exist. <laughs> I can't wait for the first Tom Cruise Mission Impossible game to be called if you choose to accept it. It will. No, do you know what it'll be called? <laughs> no, sorry, that's a lie. Do you know what the, in ten years, the gritty reboot is going to oh, be called? Oh, yeah, be it'll called be called. Impossible. Yeah. 
Yep. Just impossible. What do you mean in ten years? Probably be sooner than that. Um, in two years, yeah, good point. Um, in ten years, they won't be doing gritty reboots anymore. They'll be doing um, campy reboots. It'll go full circle. We're back to the sixties, baby. They could also. Well, they, I hope that James Bond gets a sixties reboot. Um, That'd be fun. I can't remember if I've talked about that before, but that would be really cool. But I think that they could also do a gritty reboot called IMF, like just the the letters. Oh yeah, it would be hard. Um, that would be really funny. That's that's a that's the spinoff with Jeremy Renner. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, there's some trivia. Shall we quickly do some trivia? Yeah, let's I mean, do some that's trivia. the only bit of trivia that's left, unless you've got some. Jeremy Renner was supposed to take over um, the franchise when they made Mission Impossible Four. And it didn't work. His, it didn't. Well, it's a good movie. He just was not very compelling. Um, and also, I think Tom Cruise is like, no. <laughs> what I keep doing? That's two spy thriller. He tried yeah. to inherit because he also tried to inherit Bond. Did, no, no Bond, Bond. You sorry, mean Bourne? Bourne. It was Jason Bourne. I was completely with you. Then he said Bond. I'm like, My, what? We, we talked about Bond. My brain. An American James Bond? I don't think so. Um, oh, but maybe. Like, imagine. I don't want to. He'll be 008, dude. Oh. He'll take it over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 8008. Boob. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my um, spy number. Yep. So, was the in N64 game, was that like um, Goldeneye then? It's like, like Goldeneye? I, Let's have a look. Am I right in thinking that? Twenty level, complete several missions. Tell me what type of game it is, though. That would be good. Ah, oh, the classic action adventure. Gameplay. No third person. Oh, okay. So maybe not trying to rip off Goldeneye. I just looked it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. The first thing that comes up is the thumbnail of the most cursed-looking. <laughs> Digital Tom Cruise. Beautiful. Always good. Okay. That's fair. Um, I totally expected that to just be like a GoldenEye knockoff. Um, yeah, that's sure what it is. That's what I would have done if I was trying to quickly make some money in the 90s. Um, did you have any... You've had, you had some trivia. Yes. I have three pieces of trivia. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. How many do you have? Do you want to take turns? Well, I have kind of basically gone over mine with the famous line being... Yep. Your mission should you choose to accept it. And then the thing about Tom Cruise breaking his ankle. Beautiful. I think he was... They were filming less than three months later after he broke his ankle. Wild. Like, they resumed filming. It may have even been two months. Disgusting. Like, it was that quick. Um, Ridiculous. Which means he wasn't fully healed. <laughs> I mean, he's mental. Alright. So, I'm going to start off with... Um, maybe, like, the most interesting, but... The most niche, probably. Okay. Um, and I swear this will have a point in a moment. Have you heard the thing about the Morse code? No. So, the Morse code for MI, Mission Impossible, is... And I'm going to use, like... Because it's long dash, short dash is, is Morse code. Yeah. If you don't know Morse code... Beep, 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 You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I know you, you know what, Morse you, code, you, but... you know what you could have said is that Morse code mm-hmm. is a code language that uses dots and bars to uh, to replace letters, um, and or... that would probably make more sense. It was used in the wars. Yeah, so um, um, MI is bar bar 
dot dot. Okay. So in Morse code, um, so which is the beeping, where like a bar would be boop, 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 um, and a dot would be like boop, 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 becomes boop, 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 boop. A.K.A. Amazing. The main theme tune of Mission Impossible. Apparently, the I was, I was reading something about how, yeah, the composer of that found that out and thought that was like a nice bass oh. for their. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, was that just purely coincidence? But no, no, no. She based it off. Do 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 do. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was really just like a nice little bit of niche trivia. It's, That's it's really, cute. really interesting. And super well like that's like iconic. Like that. Yeah. That just like little did 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 So good. I'm surprised that hasn't Absolutely become a meme. Iconic. It is a meme, surely. But more of a meme. Every like it's always cartoons. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, whenever they have like a spy scene, they will play that music, or someone will hum it, or it comes through their telephone. Yeah. Um, it was like Mission Impossible, name. the the flat body, the like drop, the the iconic one. I don't know what to call it. You know when Tom Cruise nearly falls on the ground and he doesn't touch the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The classic one. It was that. The and, cable like, stunt, I guess. The cable stunt, yeah. It was that and uh, the Matrix's yeah. bullet time that was referenced in fucking everything for ten years. Oh, right. I'd say those are like the two big... Do you know what I learned recently? What? You know what I learned recently? What? Um, so the... Sorry, you are breaking up. It's all good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the Matrix's bullet time scene, mm-hmm. um, within the first year and a half, I think... Of that movie coming out, it had already been parodied 20 times. That's so much. I learnt that through Caravan of Garbage on The Matrix, by the way. Oh, excellent. Um, So, not to take credit for that fact. Yeah. Good old Mr. Sunday. Um, I was like, that's insane. That's a lot of movies. (laughs) That's a lot of movies out that quickly, too. I'm going to quickly, while you tell us your next bit of trivia, Mm -hmm. I'm going to look up how many movies have parodied. The cable stunt. I wonder if that'll even come up. But maybe. So we have... Worth a try. Um, it was based on... You mentioned earlier, it was based on a 1960s show, and then there was a 1980s revival. They originally wanted the original actors from that show to appear okay. in the movie. Ah, uh, yes. So I believe it was... They wanted the guy who played Ethan Hunt to play the old man... In Mission Impossible 1. Ah. But. Or was it the original actor? I don't know. But, um. Yeah, they wanted to get some people back for it. But he refused when he found out that. Spoiler alert for Mission Impossible 1, but who cares at this point? Um. That his character would be turning evil, and he'd be like, oh, but ah. he would never do that. But it's not your character. It's not him, it's a... It's, I feel it's like I have my old wires man. crossed. It's, it's you playing an old man, not you playing the same character. I think maybe the Mission Impossible yeah. series is a continuation. Ah. I have no basis for that. Maybe. I genuinely couldn't tell you. But I feel like maybe... 
So they were going to have him reprise his character from the original story yeah. as an older version who then turns out to be the villain with John Voight, I guess, fulfilled that role. Yeah, John Voight replaced him because he didn't want to do it. That's cool. Let me have a look. I'll see if uh, we're both doing some Googles, which is riveting. Mission Possible Cable Stunt Parodies. I cannot find any, which is really annoying. That's sad. Um, there's just the thing with Ben Stiller having parodied uh, Mission Impossible. Actually, yeah, Ben Stiller did a Mission Impossible parody where he like pretended to be um, Tom Cruise and everything. Like They were filming a Mission Impossible film. Um, oh, yeah, and Tom Cruise appeared in that, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, here's a bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. The franchise might go to space. <laughs> um, that is such a wild sentence to lead off with, yep. <laughs> so, there's been like a debate for the past couple of years, like who's going to get to space first, Mission Impossible or Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious went to space in their new movie, but it was done in a bloody sound studio. It doesn't count. Um, it was all CG. When when Mission Impossible goes to space, they'll probably go to space. <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. So, Tom Cruise was like asked about it in an interview, and he was like, yeah, like me and, I think, is it Ralph McQuarrie? Um, who directs the movies at the moment? He's like, yeah, we've, like, we've discussed it and everything, and we're thinking about it, like just how we'd like what the logistics that would be and when we'd do it. Mm-hmm. I want this to happen. They'd be fine. I don't want I don't want the whole film to be in space, but just have like one bit. I I want to see how they work that into a movie because with the films, it's like I feel like they start with the big stunt and then they work the story around it. So I'm like what is I want to see what the reasoning is for him to make a trip Give to space. Give me Mission Impossible Moonraker. I want it. <laughs> So I want to see, like, what that is. Like, oh, I have to go up there. To, there's a nuclear satellite and I have to go and disable it or something. Hey, and it's like, how do you reckon they would do that? Do you reckon they'd film it in, like, one of those zero-grav planes? Do you reckon they'd literally go to the space station? I reckon with, um, like, SpaceX and the other dick one. Are they both? Oh, yeah, both Elon Musk and Lex Luthor. What's his name? Yeah, um, Jeffrey Bezos. Jeff Bezos. They're both awful. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll help them out or something. They'll help him out. But yeah, I just feel like it would be cool if they filmed on the International Space Station. That would be really but, um, cool. But also like expensive that. if they fuck it up. So expensive. Oh, imagine. Imagine you like somebody lets go of a camera <laughs> and it just explodes or something. Have you seen, <laughs> this is the quicker side, but it's, it's really funny. Have you seen like videos of astronauts who have come back home from space? What, where their, like, their bodies don't work or something? D- not as horrifying as that. Um, no, just, like, in interviews or something, I saw one of this guy who was, like, writing something down. Um, he's like, so imagine this, and he holds the pen, and he just, like, yeah. drops it. Yeah, yeah, I did Because he's expecting that. it to float, and he just kind of, like, looks back goes, and he's going, where did oh. it go? Oh, right, yeah. And then I feel like he did it the second time. Yeah, he did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just, yes, it's just, that was so funny. It's really cute. I like it. Um, I've got one more no, piece and their of... bodies, oh, yep. their body's not working. That's not horrifying. It's just, like, they're sort of muscles have weakened yeah. whatever so then they get back to earth and they're like it all feels different um they do exercise this is a weirder side they do exercise and stuff up on the space station they have like um it's a lot like, of those like cables where it's like yeah. tightening as opposed to weights yeah exactly it's like you strap some yeah like rubber bands to yourself basically and it like simulates gravity and you doing stretching and stuff i'm like that's really cool space is i like that. i love space oh 
Well, so we might find out that Tom Cruise loves space. Maybe that's how he uh, eventually dies filming one of these films. <laughs> Just there's major an Tom's accident. <laughs> yeah, there's an accident and Tom Cruise gets shot out of an airlock. <laughs> Ground control to actor Tom. <laughs> Tom cruising for a disaster in space. Ew. <laughs> Alright, tell us your next bit of trivia. Right, this is my last one. Do you have any more trivia after this as well? I do not. So, you mentioned him earlier, Henry Cavill. And this isn't yes. exactly Mission Impossible trivia. Oh. However. Yeah, well, it is. It's, it's both <laughs> trivia, if I think I know what you're talking about. The moustache that ruined the cinema. Hashtag moustache gate. Um, <laughs> Henry Cavill was uh, Superman, if you haven't, if you haven't heard of heard of Superman. He's, he's this pretty big superhero. Um, they were filming Justice League. He rapped filming. Yeah. Then he went off to uh, film, film Mission Impossible. A better Impossible. movie. Yeah. <laughs> film Mission Impossible. Whatever one he's in. Five, six? Fallout. Six, it's Fallout. Six. And um, yeah. then they realised Justice League needed a whole lot of reshoots. So they were like, hey, Henry Cavill, can you come back? And Henry Cavill was like, no, I'm filming Mission Impossible. And also I have a mustache. So there were, there were like, talks between Warner Brothers, which is DC, who do Justice League, and who do Mission Impossible, I want to say? Uh, Paramount. Paramount. Yeah, it's Paramount, yeah. I was going to say Universal, so Paramount, Paramount good. Um, yeah. Paramount was like, yep, we will lend you Henry Cavill for a bit. He's not needed for whatever. Um, <laughs> but... He is not allowed to shave his mustache. That is a legally binding thing in his contract. He's not allowed to because he's for continuity for our movie. And and Warner Brothers was like, can he please though? Because Superman doesn't have a mustache, which I disagree with. Superman could have a rockin' mustache. They could have given him a mustache and a wig. Henry Cavill, I will say this. Henry Cavill <laughs> is maybe the one man who looks better with a mustache than without. Interesting. I like a clean-shaven Henry Cavill. I mean, Henry Cavill's just beautiful always, but... Yeah. With that stash and a bit of stubble... Oh, See, I saw a video else. of him yesterday with, like, a full beard. Yep. And that, I was like... That was, yeah, that was pretty good. That's Henry Cavill. That's a, that's um, a man right there. Like, um, give him that beard, give him the long hair, like the mullet, give oh, him yeah. a black costume. Done. Superman. Don't even need the black costume, to be honest, but... You could have done it. Like, it would have worked. Decent. What did they do instead, Dustin? Well, <laughs> my friend didn't know what they did. Mm -hmm. So we went and watched Justice League, and he goes, at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, Henry Cavill's face looked really weird. <laughs> and I'm like, so... Because he appears clean-shaven uh, in that, in Justice he League. He How could he have done that if he, if he wasn't allowed to shave? <laughs> so they put tracking dots all over his face, I think, and then they... CGI removed his mustache. They painted it off Brilliant. and repainted on Henry Cavill chin. Um, awesome. It's, if you've not seen Justice League and look, don't watch the whole thing. Just watch the opening of the film. So bad. Um, it is instant. Like they filmed an extra scene to go at the start of the movie where he's talking to these kids. They try to cover it by having like. A phone footage style. Yeah. It looks so But bad. it's like, why would you put a scene right at the start of the movie that showcases your worst visual effect? It's beautiful and I love it. Because honestly, 
that's probably one of the worst instances of it. There's like the scene where he says, "Do you bleed?" as well, where it looks weird, oh, but weird they they didn't need to throw that scene at the start of the film. So they yeah they pretty much surgically remove his face with with CGI and then stitch it back on. Um, it doesn't work. It does not work at all. Now, remind me, was Mission Impossible Six the one where Tom Cruise broke his foot? Yes. So I believe this is the timeline. Pretty sure this is the timeline. Oh. Um, then a short time work. after filming, or something like that, there was a delay in filming for Mission Impossible Six. I believe because Tom Cruise broke his foot. Right. So Henry Cavill could have shaved his mustache during that time and then come back ah, okay. having I, I see. It. I, yeah, okay, so I thought you were going to say that's when they stole him, that's when they're like, okay, come over and film I'm, Justice League. No, I'm pretty sure it was break. they rented him out during filming, right. but then there was a break anyway where it could have been perfect, but they'd already that's filmed ridiculous. it all. Brilliant. Awesome stuff. You know what they could have also done? Mm. They could have delayed Justice League. They could have. But they they could have delayed that movie till the end of 2018, and then it would not be competing with Infinity War. Madness. And uh, we'll quickly Madness. say, because we have to, um, Justice League and the Snyder Cut equally as bad. They're just... They're both terrible. Though one of them is prettier than the other, and... It's not the one you think. <laughs> th- th- yeah, the, the, the answer will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on before we destroy all our fan base. Yes. Um, I think... We've gone through trivia. Jack, do you have a Mission Impossible video game that you would like to share with us? I do have a Mission Impossible game that I would like to share with you and the lovely people listening. Well, you know what, Jack? I don't want to hear it. (laughs) No, I do. Okay. Well, bye, everyone. You can find us at Twitch. No. Mission Impossible. I feel like the obvious one is Hitman. I feel like that's the the most common idea. They kind of like make it a bit of stealth, make it a bit of action, make a third person. You got you got you got it. Right. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And luck. Thank God we at least checked with each other beforehand. I don't believe. Yeah, we You're gonna do this. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing anything like that. I didn't so, even think about that. Okay. Now, well, maybe it's not the obvious one. Yeah. I I feel like it's the the most. Like I think that said. for James Bond, because you're doing, like, because when I think Hitman, well, I think luck. going to parties and everything. Um, they're making the James Bond game again. They are, yeah, yeah, I they are. I? Yes. Anyway, that's, we're not talking about James Bond. No, we're not. I would have you, and now I know what they're called, it's even better. This video game is called The Impossible Mission Force. <laughs> <laughs> I briefly mentioned it. Well, I more our good friend of the show, Ben, mentioned it. Um, in a way. I like those kind of management-y, this-is-the-police-style games. Right. Have you played this police? I can't, I can't I've remember what you said. No, I've never played any management games. Have you well, seen I anything probably, of it? No, I died. When, when it gets mentioned, mm-hmm. I nod and smile. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the police. I'm going to... I'm basically just picturing this the police, but a spy okay. version. So it's, you play as this co- uh, police commissioner who has to organise his department of cops. Right. 
So you kind of send them off on missions, and they might take fucking around the town, uh, and they might t- it might be like, oh, there's a a break in. Right. It'll take two hours. So they go over, and if you send two cops, that's those two cops being used for two hours. Okay. Let's say I think let's say you got ten. Just to make life easier on me. So then you might get another one that says um, armed robbery in progress. We'll right. need three officers for that. So you got to send them over. Um, then they're taken up for that three hours. Uh, but then okay. there might be a a handbag stolen. That'll take half an hour. Right. You send one off. But then suddenly maybe the armed robbery goes wrong and you need backup. So you have to send more people. That's and then cool. all of a sudden you've got one cop. And two events show up. You've got a fucking um, a fight between two kids that has gotten violent with a knife. Yeah. Or you've got a house fire, and it needs a police. You know, because it might be a there might be an arson involved. Right. So you've got to pick where that cop goes, and it gets really stressful really quickly. Because you've got to try and time everything right, you know. What's that line from the Green Goblin? You know, that that's the problem with being a hero. Every now and then some madman comes along with a sadistic choice. <laughs> that. It's that. The, it's the sadistic choice of the game. I like that. So in the game you've also got, like, I think you're retiring and you've got to get enough... Of course. So you to... die at the end. <laughs> well, no, you've got to get enough money... For right. your retirement and your kids, because maybe your kid is sick. I don't know who's sick. Someone might be sick. So the mob comes over and they're like, hey, well, look, your retirement package isn't enough for this. Right. You need a hundred grand. It'll only give you 20. I mean, you can work hard and be a good cop, or I can offer you I a I can give bit. you some money. So you might get a mission that's like um, okay. an armed robbery, but... You're told by the mafia, hey, just ignore this one, would you? Oh, that's cool. Ignore this one and we'll uh, we'll make it worth your while. And then if you don't ignore it, your sick kid becomes a dead kid. And then there's the mayor who's like, well, I want you to do this for me. Oh, right. crime rates are going through the... you got to make everyone happy. Okay. And you got to apply for grants and you got to do this. It's a bunch of different management-y stuff and it is stressful. And that's you cool. feel awful. How does um, how does this work into your Mission Impossible idea? I want it to be the Impossible Mission Force is like a small group, and you send them across the world. Okay, cool. You can recruit new members. Yep. When the old ones, you know, <laughs> inevitably can't because that's the other thing. If they're not experienced enough or just random chance, your cops right. could die. I do like that a lot. I remember one run of this is the police. I was doing really well. Then in an armed robbery, like, three of my guys died, and it was three of the most experienced dudes. So Jeez. suddenly I'm there with, like, five inexperienced cops left to help a whole town, and they're not doing well, like, because they have success rates and shit like that. Yeah. And then suddenly, one of the four need backup, and if they don't get backup, then they're gonna die. It's fucked. It's fucking stressful. So it's all in real time, yeah? With... Well, like, a sped-up clock, but yeah, Well, yeah, it's, it's all... a sped-up clock, right. You can't pause. Yeah. Because it's like, I think before the show you kind of mentioned the Brotherhood mechanic from mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. And something in that was that you could pretty much cheese the missions. 
um, if once you've got a couple of assassins to, like, max rank, you just send them all along, and it would be an instant victory. Yeah. And then free XP for the one low level that you send with them. So I'm interested to see if it's like a sped up clock type thing with things cropping up over yeah. the course of a day in it's, your Mission Impossible game. It that is that. It's popping really up. Cool. It's, you can miss it if you don't have any cops or, in this case, uh, agents available to stop a terrorist yeah, bombing. Cool. If you don't have a... You know, you've got a, you're being told by the the government... Hey, you need to spy on this country. Isn't that illegal? Yeah, but we'll make it worth your while by giving you extra can... funding so you can get a a new spy mission. Can a, your uh... agents go rogue? A big staple of the uh, Mission Ooh. Impossible franchise is Ethan Hunt always goes rogue. Um... I think absolutely. I reckon good. that's where the um the drama comes from. If you're doing too many, if you're listening to the government too much and doing some illegal shit or some morally questionable shit, that's where your agents can get mad at you and be yeah. like, well, fuck this, I'm out. I'm going rogue. And then you've got to send two agents to take out your former oh, that'd be cool. top guy. Or do you just ignore him and let him go, you know? Yeah. Okay. Other question. That moral kind of... Yep. Another big staple of Mission Impossible that we talked about mm-hmm. was um, the, the big action and stuff and, like, people doing stunts. Would you actually be able to watch... Because I've never played, like, a management game. Would you be able yeah. to watch these missions play out? Or is it, like, all just... Mm, I don't think so. Okay, cool. I haven't thought about that. Okay. On the, Off the top of my head, maybe a risk system. So... I feel like if anything, something that could work is like, because a lot of these management games are percentages and chance and that kind of yeah. shit. If like, you've got a mission, and I'm going to use an example from Mission Impossible, you have a, oh, the bad guy is escaping. What do you do? And it's like, you get the choice to order your agent to jump on the side of the plane and hang off. Yeah. Another one of Tom Cruise's genuinely mental stunts that he did make that me feel upset. For real. He had I hate plane that. taking off. He had to wear so... special contacts to make sure his eyes didn't dry didn't out, dry out yeah. immediately because it's not something anyone should do. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is why if you're listening and you haven't watched Mission Impossible, just watch them for nothing else than Tom Cruise tries to kill himself in new creative ways. YouTube, like, ten craziest stunts in movies, and half of them are gonna be Mission Impossible. You just watch that. It's fucked. I mean, they're good movies. You should watch them. But if you you don't have time, just look up some stunts. It's good. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. If you don't have time, yeah, the stunts are worth it. And it's like, the stunts are worth the price of admission if you go to watch one at the cinema as well. (laughs) For sure. And in the game, there'll be, like opportunities to be like hey Extra um, cool hey they'll do they'll... this <laughs> you see that really tall building <laughs> hang off it. jump off the top it'll be really useful for the mission and if like if you don't do it then the bad guy is definitely going to escape and cause you more issues later right or you can risk it get like a little cutscene maybe skippable because eventually they'll get boring um like 
you can risk it, there might be a 60% chance that your guy will succeed, and that'll upgrade depending on how experienced the the agent is, whether or not they're injured beforehand, maybe there'll be an injury system. I'm thinking about this off the top of my head, I haven't thought about yeah, this. Yeah, that's fine, that's so um, cool. Yeah, and then if you succeed, you get an extra bonus, because how cool are stunts? Well, see, I think but if you cool fail, thing... your guy dies. Yeah, <laughs> the cable broke. Yeah. Um, but like if you I said think... no, you would keep your agent, but the guy would get away. So there's like right, a, right, 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 right. Maybe you've only got one super good agent that you can't risk losing right now, so you have to you have lose to say the, no to that, yeah. the bad guy. But maybe the bad guy blows up your fucking. Well, so it's agency. like a cool thing that I think when I'm visualizing this game. Mm-hmm. A cool thing would be you have the you sending you're sending them off on missions, mm-hmm. and then maybe you can take like control over one specific mission, so then you can be giving direct orders. Question mark. Okay. Um, so then it's like because when I think management, I think all right, send off this group, and then they're going to tackle it how they know how to tackle, like how they're programmed to. Like you give them instructions beforehand. But it's like if you wanted them to then carry out a ridiculous stunt or whatever, you, you might have to. have to be like, hey, like you have to then go and take more like more of a direct control over them. And be like, okay, this is what you have to do, and then you've got a series of instructions to select and whatnot to be like, you need to get up here, do this, do this, do this. Um, okay. So then it actually plays out. Uh, and then that would be what causes like the bigger things to happen. So it'd be like that happens as a response to maybe you get an alert saying the bad guy's getting away or something. And then you're like, all right, time to crack out your cables and run that's, down that building. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that could yeah. be cool. And then that's where the decision-making comes in. That's how I'm visualizing it. Right. Um, I had it as just a pop-up, but that works too. Yeah. So it's like you don't play as him or anything. It's not like you become the player. It's just like... So you become the character. It's just like you have the option to then get more involved in how the mission's actually playing out. Okay. Um, I, I then think... you get to be like that guy in the chair. I think would be really cool. I think that's <laughs> really fucking cool. I'm down for that 100%. All right. Well, and your game is called just Impossible, Impossible Mission Force. I reckon it's called Imbosh- Impossible Impossible Mission Force. Yeah. Ah, thank you, Sean Connery. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, that's cool. Shrek Everything's Buster. great except for that dumb name. <laughs> It has to... What else could it be, Dustin? Uh, so I... Well, I had an idea for a name just before for my game. Mm-hmm. If you'd like... If you're... If I'm ready to if move you've got on. got everything, if you'd like to hear what I, uh, what I have. Because I've gone the complete opposite direction. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, down. I thought of a name being Mission Impossible Legacies, but that's like a pretty cringe, like... And you type of name. dogged Impossible Mission Force. <laughs> Oh, what what should be origins? So, Do you want revelations? Maybe fuck. Those are those are good names. Assassin's Creed Revelations is a good name, and it's a good game too. I won't have this discussion. <laughs> Mission Impossible Valhalla. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just Ethan Hunt. It's just Tom Cruise in a Viking hat. Fuck yeah! Jumping off the Burj Khalifa. Oh, you um, would watch the shit out of that. I would. Okay, so my game. It can be called whatever. It's. I feel like I've been pitching a lot of VR games recently. I'm going to do that again today. So, no single issue player, there. single player or multiplayer. I've thought about multiplayer. I don't know if it would be easy or not, but definitely single player. Um, I'll hear you pitch and then we can decide. 
Yeah, it'd be grounded in, like, the sort of realism of the films and everything. Um, so, well, I say realism. Hanging off a plane is not something that you should be realistically doing. But yeah, that's a... it's physically possible because he did it. Um, so, he was on a cable, but yeah, that doesn't matter. Um, and look, it's... Yeah. So, I'm thinking, when I played Oculus Rift at your... On, well, played with your Oculus Rift, I really liked the whole thing we talked about the other week of... Like it detecting your fingers mm. and stuff. I feel like that the Oculus Rift would be perfect for this because you'd be able to do like more intricate stuff with like tools and like slicing open panels and whatnot to like you know fiddle around with stuff. And then because it's in VR, you get to go and do stunts and whatnot. Okay. Um. So big, like it's a, a adrenaline pumping game because you're jumping out of an aeroplane and whatnot. And the reason I thought oh. Legacies was I th- was I thought. They could recreate, like, the six movies missions, and then also the main idea for this, like we talked about at the start, was I want this series to continue as video games because it's going to be easier, um, and I just don't think that they would continue if, if, uh, if <clears throat> sorry, if Tom Cruise retired, I don't think that they would continue the series because I don't think there's anybody else who would continue it doing it the same way that Tom Cruise does it, whereas so video if it's, games... if it's called Legacies, you do play as... You would be Jeremy playing Renner. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jeremy yeah, of Renner. course. Yeah, um, so yeah, in be? VR, going on virtual reality, Mission Possible missions, probably like hour to three hour long um, stretches, so that you're not overexerting yourself, because mm-hmm. uh, it is virtual reality. Um, following stuff from the film, so like you can have the whole stuff, all the stuff that plays out Mission Possible Fallout. It means you get to have shooting, you get to have martial arts because it's VR, you get to have stunts. Um, it's VR again, so you get to like, fly yeah. a helicopter and everything. I just think VR is the perfect space for it. I originally thought, like, third or first person video game. No. But then I thought, what if you took it up to the next level of immersion, which is in VR? So it's You're... mostly a stunt, a stunts game. It's mostly a stunt game. Like, that's where the sort of, like, the focus would be, is each level will have a cool stunt that you get to perform. Fuck but then yeah. there's also, like, the stealth, like, um, espionage aspect, like I said, where you're using the... The different like uh, button sensors, essentially like finger mm-hmm. sensors, to control different things and carry out like your little like maybe you slice open a panel, you put in a chip, and Picking then you can lock. hack into yeah picking locks and everything. I just think it would be cool to utilize those button features, and also you have more space to move around in, so it's like you don't feel restricted by a cable on your head. You don't res- feel restricted by um, specifically like, for the, the Oculus controllers. Uh, yeah, Quest Two. It is completely wireless. Pretty awesome. It's pretty fucking good. I think I've explained that, right? I think mean, um, so. I, I have one one question. Yes. You, particularly. I mean, I do a little bit after after a while, but... Oh, motion right. Motion sickness. Yeah, we did talk about this at the start. I get motion sick while playing uh, some VR games. So, so you want to be flung sadly. around doing a stunt. <laughs> sadly. I feel like I won't be able to play my own game if this ever gets made. Um, there's a little fun fact about motion sickness in VR. I can't remember if I mentioned it before, but essentially your brain thinks that your body's being poisoned. I was about to mention it too. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a harrowing um, concept. So mate, basically your brain is sensing movement in front of your eyes and your body's not moving. So then your brain's like, oh, I must be poisoned because I'm hallucinating. And <laughs> we need to get the poison out. <laughs> makes you throw up, and that's why you get sick in VR. That's why some people get sick. So I got sick playing like Minecraft VR, um, mm. 
probably because uh, the world is nonsense and I was sitting in my chair. But um, I didn't get sick when I was playing games where I had to stand up and actively, like, move my body and yeah. stuff. Because, like, your body is then pulled into that illusion. So, on an Oculus, when I was playing, like, the Darth Vader game, felt great. When I played, like, a dancing game, felt great. So, I feel like with this, it would probably be alright because your body... Like, you're standing up, and it's like you go and you jump out of an airplane, and then you get that rush in your stomach and everything, but you're at least able to move around in, like, a defined VR space to do the jobs and everything. So I think it'd be all right. But who knows? knows? Maybe I would play it and lose, like, several kilograms just to (laughs) throwing up my guts. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard the, like, possible, or one of the possible, like, remedies to VR? Uh, motion sickness? No. It was is a game? it just play a regular game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the best kind of safe sex is to not have sex at all, kids. <laughs> stay a virgin. So, <laughs> that's, that's going to be my new catchphrase. Stay a virgin. The, um... That was a dumb catchphrase. That was a dumb bit. I'm going to leave it in. It's a real dumb bit. <laughs> not even funny, but I'm going to leave so it in. So, what's the remedy to VR? So, there was, like, a game where you were getting... Oh, like, you were bouncing from rooftop to rooftop. Ah. And a lot of people were feeling motion sick because they were getting flung about. Yeah, But their body was like, no. So they added, like, I think they called it, like, the birdcage. Right. But it was just bars in front of your face that stay stationary. Okay. In, and it gives your brain the illusion of... Oh, well, I'm stationary in this cage. Interesting. Even though we're being flung about, I know that I'm actually standing still in a cage or sitting down in this cage. Wow. So it fixed, not everyone, but it fixed a lot of people's motion sickness because, yeah, it tricked their brain into thinking, oh, I'm not moving. No, well, I'm moving, but like in the same way that in a car I'm moving, but I'm stationary. Interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. So, so hey, if you want to do all these stunts in a birdcage, that might be handy. Yeah. Um, I So, at the top, also, I talked about maybe doing a multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So, this is where I thought each player could take on a different role on the mission. So, you would have the person doing the hacking, doing the espionage. You'd have the person who's, like, maybe fighting the bad guys, gets to be a gunner type thing. Yeah. Then you'd have the person who's doing the stunts, and each, like, each mission it would rotate. So, then it's, like... I get to jump out of the airplane, and then you get to fly the helicopter in the next level. And then uh, the other guy would, like, get to, you know, drive the snowmobile. I don't know. That could um, be a cool thing from your motion-sick friend. Like, yeah. we could play that together. Exactly. And maybe I, the less motion-sick boy, am hanging off the helicopter, but you're driving it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you're so doing I feel the like hack, and I'm be... doing the running around. I feel like it's a game that would just lend itself to multiplayer as well, because then you're all communicating and carrying out these impossible missions um, and create a sense of camaraderie as, like, some developer... Sorry, not developer, some publisher would probably say at E3. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. really generates a sense of, like, uh, camaraderie between friends, and when you purchase the microtransactions um, <laughs> you really, to get the... You really oh, feel... Get... Like the mission is impossible. <laughs> you really feel like the impossible mission was. <laughs> yeah, so I just think VR 
I'm really in that space at the moment. Like, I did a VR game last week and this week. Um, hey, that's cool. But yeah, it's I think your ideal cool. game, and that yeah, and that can be your ideal game. If the you ideal want. game is the one I cannot play. <laughs> oh, the the forbidden fruit. <laughs> um, and I think that that's pretty much. Ah, oh, I did I mention that I would want Tom Cruise to star in this as well? You said it a bit, like you said, yeah. it, it would be the way that. It, the series continues when Tom Cruise yeah. inevitably gets old. The way they should do is have him as an active role in both the production of the games, like, sort of, have it be his ideas. Obviously, he doesn't make video games, Tom so... Tom Cruise screams to me like a guy who doesn't know what a video game is, but That's when true. he finds out, he's he gonna fucking loves shit. <laughs> he's just... Oh, like, he when he finds VR, holy shit, dude. Yeah, he's gonna... That guy's gonna cream. (laughs) Fuck me. He's gonna be like, I can't do movies anymore. (laughs) This this Dustin idiot on the internet, he says I can do VR games. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah, so I just think, like, the idea, it's like you wouldn't really... It would not have the same effect, I feel like, if he wasn't in it. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's a big ask. (laughs) That's a lot of money. But you probably make a lot of money. Oh, you'd make so much money, I think. That's a big property at the moment. Fuck yeah. Four billion dollars for six films, don't you know? A lot of money. Uh, Okay, so... I think that's my pitch. I think it's really, really good. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a big fan of your pitch. So, just real quickly... Before we spin the wheel of genres... Mm -hmm. Jack. Yep. DC Fandome. Got announced. DC Fandome. Yeah, I'm excited. I liked last year's. A big Um, old... If you don't know, it's a big online convention... Uh, where it's like a pretty much 24-hour cycle, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was 24 And it's like hours. a press conference from 1 to 2, then 2 to 3, then 3 to 4, then 5 to 6, and, you know. That's the one, and they just show off a whole bunch of Show off a whole DC bunch stuff. of shit. Um, I'm a big DC nerd boy, even though... The biggest. God, they make it hard to love them sometimes. They do. They Ooh. really do. The Lost Kingdom. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, DC Fandom is going to be on October 16th this year, mm-hmm. and they're going to be showing off the Batman, the Flash, I was going to say quickly, Adam. before you go through everything, do you want to do your top oh, three? Oh, right, yeah, What's the your... Batman. Yeah, um, the Batman is my number one. Most excited probably... thing I am looking forward to. So keen. Do we want so, to, do oh, we did you see... Just... Oh, yeah? Yeah, did you see, like, first reactions to it came out? I did. Like, it's a bit okay. of a horror movie, it's a bit horrific. Yeah, so, look, these things obviously can't put very much stock in them. Yeah, who knows? Um, I'll quickly go through this. Like, it says, um, apparently Robert Pattinson's Incredible oh, Batman. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, just quickly, there was a test screening. This is where we're getting this ah, information. Yes. There was reportedly yeah, yeah. a test screening of the first cut of the movie um, that goes for, like, three hours, so there will be shit cut. Jesus, three hours. I hope we get that full cut. That'd be cool. I hope eventually we do, but Release maybe not the in cinemas. Release cut. Um, <laughs> and yeah, these so... are the reactions that people have come out that aren't in under um, NDA. Yeah, and so they're saying that like he's going to have an internal monologue. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Which is mm-hmm. awesome, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to like narrate it like an old detective Batman comic cool um, as long as he's better at narrating than toby Maguire, i'm bringing the rant back every time he <laughs> speaks you want to know who i am 
You really want to know? Shut the fuck. I think I put more emotion into that. Shut up. Um, Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's really, really cool. If he narrates it as Batman, maybe less cool. I think it'd be cool to have, like, his Bruce Wayne voice for the narration, maybe. Or maybe, like, Bruce Wayne voice for the narration for Bruce Wayne scenes, Batman voice for the narration for Batman scenes. I just um, think that... Someone said his Batman voice is perfect, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I already think it's perfect from the trailer. Um, Vengeance. it sounded so good. I'm so um, ready for that film. Just give it... Just put it in my mouth already. Come on. After the show, I'll put something in your mouth. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, exciting. Is it a bagel? Yes. Thank God. So, it's yeah, reportedly being... It's going to be very dark. It's going to be like a horror movie. Apparently, Paul Dano is amazing. Um, fucking crazy, so fucking scary, somebody said. I love um, so much. He's everyone a weird loves... looking dude. Yeah, he is. He, <laughs> he screams Riddler. They're saying Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is really fantastic as well. I'm interested, because I've never liked Catwoman the character. See, I was going to say I've never loved Zoe Kravitz in stuff. Um, Hopefully, we'll both be proven wrong. Well, that's the thing. When I saw this trailer, I thought that she looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I love her little, like, knitted mask that she's wearing. Looks like a, um, like a beanie that's been, like, had a eye socket cut into it or mm-hmm. something. Um, and then, like, she's giving herself the KDs. I thought that looked really cool. It looked very, like, like, the whole quality of the movie feels very, um, what's the term? Like, homemade. Like, Batman's suit looks quite homemade oh, rather so than being... scratches... His yeah. boots... My favourite thing is his boots are just boots. They're just boots! Like, you can just see their boots. <laughs> She's been down to Home Depot and got some boots. <laughs> I don't know why that's <laughs> shocking to me, but just the fact that they're just... They're just boots. It looks so good. Yeah. If this um, movie's bad, I do not know what I'll do with myself. I'll just be so depressed. <laughs> I love Batman with all of my heart. The Batman Adaptable, Adaptable episode is going to be ten hours long. Because There'll I'm... be... I, will, I think we discussed that we'll do a couple of episodes, right? At for least. For different movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We, Batman Month. I'm excited for Batman Month. <laughs> so am I. I'm so excited to watch them all. It's amazing. Okay. So. Um, so, yes. Super keen the for the Batman. Um, other thing I'm keen for is Peacemaker. They're going to be showing off a trailer or reaction to that. So I'm really keen. The best. Or... One of the best parts of Suicide Squad, John Cena. Yeah, absolutely. Just excellent. It's so funny, before I watched that movie, I I was like, okay, cool, Peacemaker show, we'll see, don't care. Mm. After watching the movie, I'm like, give me that Peacemaker show. Give it to me right so... now. Have you, seen, have you seen the Twitter account? No. So there's like a Twitter account, the official Peacemaker TV series Twitter account, oh, cool. is in character as Peacemaker. Nice. Just replying to people... Telling them to fuck off for justice. That's so cool. Shit, like, I think they, um... Oh, what is it? In response to What If, they posted, like, What if Captain America wasn't such a pussy? He'd be me, <laughs> Peacemaker. That's so cool. Um, is there anything that you're super... I feel like we're pretty much excited for the same things. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um obviously, it, because it's a video game podcast, first and foremost, uh, there'll Knights. be Gotham Knights shown off some more, which is good because I am concerned about that I game. am excited to see more content on it. Like, yeah, I want to see, see some more gameplay. I want to see how it feels to traverse the open world. I want to see 
like more stealth. Um, I think the fact that it's two player is very interesting. I just only two player, that... I should say. Yeah, I'm Not glad it's player. only two player. That's because fair. Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah. I just feel that two players works. You can communicate with two people. You can go in. You can do your thing. There'll be combat. There'll be stealth. When it's four players, the first thing I think of is like horde-based combat. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't want that. Who are you meaning? Probably like Nightwing. No, there's a there's or... Tim Drake Robin right there, dude. Actually, no, he's yeah. mine. Don't you dare. I would say probably Nightwing or Batgirl, to be honest. That's fair. Um, just give me a better looking Batgirl costume, because my other like the things that concern me were the damage numbers. Um, there's gear, dude. There's gear. There's gear, and the base costumes in the game. I didn't really like any of them. You don't like Robin's big poncho? Yeah, I was going to say his raincoat. <laughs> it's uh, not good, but that's, that's fine. That's from the comics, though. That's even worse. Yeah. But that's a real design. I think that's a Damien um, Wayne one, though, and Damien sucks, so it's fine. Sure, if you say so. <laughs> We've got uh, Kill the Suicide Squad. We're going to be seeing more of that. Kill? You mean Justice League? It is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Did I say Kill the Suicide Squad? You said Kill the Suicide Squad. I sure did. Suicide Squad Kill Um, the Justice League. Yeah, we've talked about this game before where... Well, I'm on the fence. I don't have any opinions because I haven't seen gameplay. Exactly. It's so odd that... Well, they're both coming in next year. Oh, actually, no, it'll be delayed till 2023. Almost certainly. The, uh, Um, The reveal thing with Will Arnett. I love Will Arnett a lot. I think he's really good in things. But boy, oh, was, was that one of the worst things I've was ever had to watch. super cringy, yeah. I hated it. I, I hated everything oh, about it. <laughs> bad. But maybe it'll be good. I'm actually excited to see what the Flash movie might look like. Dude, but I'm not excited at all for that movie. train wreck. Absolutely. I, okay. <clears throat> Wild. I'm just going to throw it out there. I have no idea if this is true, but I'm going to make some... Uh, just a baseless speculation. Wink, wink to that great podcast. <laughs> Listen to baseless speculation. They're great. Um, I reckon at the end of... Oh, it's either the end of the movie or the trailer. We're yeah. going to get a big red bat symbol. Oh, at the end, you mean ba- the end of the... Yeah, for the end of the Flash trailer or movie. Uh, we right. are going to get a Terry McGinnis... Little ah. little tease. No, because he's like Michael Keaton's playing Batman. He's playing his Batman, but that doesn't mean he can't retire in that movie. That's true. He's gonna be in the suit. Like there's set photos of Batmobile and everything. It's gonna be bad. Um, but I, I want just give me this a Batmobile like the, movie. See, I think that you know the whole thing with the Spider Verse movie, well, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. I'm less concerned about them bringing back classic characters. Like I am concerned, but I'm less concerned because I know that Disney usually does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. DC is doing this as a response because they have nothing to do. Yeah. Um, and they're like, what if we got Michael <laughs> Keaton? How cool. You like Michael Keaton. No, I don't. Um, oh, wow. I, okay, that's wrong. I don't have like this nostalgia for that version of Batman where I'm like, I need to see him in a movie. Where's Val um, Kilmer? Bring Val Kilmer. <laughs> I think that that movie is good. Mm-hmm. I think that he delivers a good performance, but that movie is carried 
and I mean carried <laughs> by the Joker, by Jack Nicholson's Joker. And the next that one is, is carried what... by Danny DeVito. Yeah, but the next one sucks. If anything, it's carried by Michelle Pfeiffer. It scared um, me as a kid. I don't remember liking it because it was too spooky. The bit where the penguin walks out with black blood? No, no thank he you. he dies? Yeah, I gross. was too no, young you. to watch that. Um, it's not the penguin either. That's... <laughs> It's a slasher movie villain, essentially. Yeah, um, he really was. I, I so, got so confused for a sec, because I thought you were about to tell me that that... Like, no, he didn't play the Penguin. I'm like, what? Yeah, he did. What do you mean? <laughs> That's not the Penguin, Jack. What the fuck is it? What do you mean? What? Yeah, so I'm just like, with The Flash being this big multiverse movie with no setup. Yeah. And they're like, first Flash outing, multiverse, and then all the marketing... And all the buzz is just around Michael Keaton's going to be back, which I don't care. Unless we've got a Michael Keaton Batman sequel movie on its own, where it is him doing, like you said, Batman Returns. No, sorry, not Batman Returns. Bloody Batman Beyond. Doing that, that would be really cool. But I'm just like, I don't think that I need to see Michael Keaton dressed up in the bloody rubber again. Um... I said this to you in, like... I'm about to say in private, that, that makes it sound like behind closed doors. <laughs> but like off, off air. Yeah. Um, the thing that they're doing especially wrong, that maybe they could do right, and I'm worried that fucking, not to bring back my rant of of No Way Home, um, I'm a big wrestling fan. Right. And there's an old adage of wrestling because, spoiler alert, it's fake. What? Shocking. That an old wrestler always goes out on their back right and it's to establish the next guy so you've got this legend who's won fucking 50,000 championships he's the unbeatable guy he starts to get old he's thinking about retirement what you do is you you're in your final match or at least your final few you use your star power to put over the next guy to be like whoa this is the next generation this is the guy you've got to look out for he beat Fucking John's John Cena did it recently. Okay, cool. With um the next the current champion. Like he came back, it was a big program, and then he lost. Yeah. To kind of put over like, oh damn, this is the next guy, you know? So I am very concerned. Well, that... They're just gonna have Ben Affleck's Batman kill Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I'm down for it. No, but like there'll be no reason for it. I'm hoping that at least in Spider-Man, there's going to be not a moment because that'd be bad. Where okay, I'll use the Michael Keaton example. That's better. I pitched yeah. a Batman Beyond movie where Michael Keaton is Batman, and you've then you've got Batman Beyond, who, if you don't know, is Terry McGinnis. He's like a yeah. teenage Batman in the future. Yeah. You use Michael Keaton's star power. And that nostalgia that maybe we personally don't have, but some people will. Michael Keaton is his bat. Is, it's my Batman, you know. Yeah. Use Michael Keaton to build up this next franchise, to build up this next Batman, to pass the torch. Yeah. I'm concerned that that's not happening. And it's just going to be Michael Keaton rocks out. And does his old tricks, and then he leaves, and that's yeah. fucking boring. It is. And it's like, like I said, I really like his Batman is very good except for the murder. Um, but I'm just like, I don't need to see him 
just as a tag-along character in a Flash movie. Yeah. I would rather a Flash movie that is Flash versus the Rogues, all working together. Like, you got Captain Cold, you got Boomerang, you got um, Professor Zoom, mm-hmm. all of them, um, doing Flash stuff. Not Flash goes on some multiverse, you know, trotting adventure, teaming up with different Batmans. Do um, you think it's because the Flash TV series is currently going and has done all of that? Yeah, probably. Are they so trying to like, find something how do we do else? It differently? And what looks the one thing they can do different is we can have the Batman in it. I think because they also said they're like doing Flashpoint or whatever. That's and so like, soon to do that. Flashpoints, I mean, they did it pretty poorly on the TV show as well. So I'm like, yeah, don't do Flashpoint. Don't do Flashpoint. Don't, don't Flashpoint it unless you're going to give me Aquaman fighting bloody Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman killing Shazam and <laughs> you're going to give me like weakened Superman unless you're going to go all out and do like Flashpoint with like you know murderous Thomas Wayne Batman and all that mm-hmm. don't say you're doing Flashpoint because Flashpoint's one of my favourite animated movies it was really good it's though. so good and I'm like don't turn that into <laughs> some bad. stupid nostalgia wank fest um <laughs> I think before we get too far into this, let's yes. let's move on to the other let's piece of gaming on. news. I was going to say Superman oh, Lois is going to be Lois a is... fandom as well. I still so need to watch the last episode. I haven't yet. Have you not watched the finale yet? I haven't watched the finale yet. It was great. I should. I'm going to maybe tomorrow. Oh, and also they're going to be showing off the Fortnite Batman crossover. Hell yeah, dude. That's all I care about. Never mind. That's number one, baby. Yeah, so stick around October 16th. Watch uh, DC fandom. It's going to be awesome. I'm keen to see the video games, as like, just get more information. Hopefully we get gameplay for Kill the Justice League. Alright, yeah. other piece of video gaming news. I'll leave you to talk about this one. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, it's, uh, recently there was a day off Twitch. And I hope most of you did that if you're a Twitch person. If you either watch Twitch or you are involved in streaming on Twitch. Um, currently there's a fuck ton of hate, hate raids going on. And it sucks balls, because they are targeting... Uh, marginalized groups, because of course they are. Um, Why well, I, I wouldn't use this word that often on the podcast, but they're all cunts, and fuck them. Oh, that is a heavy word. You've got... Well, I mean, I feel like it's fair in this situation. I can't, I can't believe you used the word they. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of hate... Ra- a, a lot of bots as well being used to just spam, especially LGBTQI plus yeah. creators... Um, women creators, creators of um, different races other than white. Because uh, as a straight white male, what? <laughs> How have I avoided this? <laughs> Shocking. I yeah, um, my friend was really great about this. He went, um, like, he's a mod on my channel and mm. a couple of my other friends' channels. Like, he's pretty much a mod on, like, we have, like, a Discord and there's a bunch of us who stream. He's, like, he's a, he's a mod on everyone. So he went yeah. and, like... Um, deleted any bot channels and, like, hate raid channels that he was finding on ours, which is really, really cool. Hoss is apparently one to look for. Never. I got them a couple of times. Hoss 001... Uh, Wait, hold on. or something like that. Do you want me to quickly check my Twitch? Because I think they actually... Yeah, they, they subbed me. Yeah, I, I reckon uh, I can block <laughs> them because they are the, well, they're one of the big ones. Awesome. Great. Yeah, so look out for that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, they, there was a, a few... Big Twitch streamers organized a day off Twitch, 
which was a hashtag. It was September 1st. And pretty much a Twitch strike. Don't go yeah. on Twitch. Don't stream on Twitch. Don't watch anything on Twitch. Don't even go to the website. Just for a day to be like, no. Because Twitch is doing very little to combat this at this point in time. Hopefully yeah. that will change. So Twitch, get your act together, please. Yeah. Hate isn't and cool. And get on top of that. It's really fucked. Like, it's insane that that is something that is able to happen on the platform. I know. When they've been running for so long, you'd think that they would have anticipated this kind of stuff. They had, like, a list of demands. And some of these sound mental. So at the moment, you can attach more than three Twitch accounts to one email address. Um, I believe it's unlimited. So one email can make unlimited Twitch accounts, which means there's a hundred bots right then and there. Yeah. Just hating on people using a legitimate email address. Um, they wanted to hold a roundtable discussion with affected creators, which I think is awesome. Um, create proactive protection implemented immediately. Uh, yeah. And a lot of transparency, which is just always good. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think that would be a... I hope people did that, and if the situation continues and you hear about anything else, fuck you know, fuck Twitch, basically. I'm really enjoying streaming on you're Twitch, not, I don't but... think you're allowed to say that. Um, uh, as someone who gets uh, gets paid by Twitch. Look, that's, I feel like I'm okay. That's fine. You can call them out. No, absolutely. You can yeah. call them out. And I, I'm better. really enjoying streaming on Twitch. I think it's great. I think it's a lot of fun. It has revitalized my love of video games, along with this podcast. Because there was a little bit, of, a little bit of time where, you know, you just kind of drop off games. Yeah, I know, I completely feel that. I get, like, a, it's like fatigue or whatever. Yeah. I've, like, sat there and asked myself before, I'm like, do I even like gaming? You're right. And then, like, the next week I'll be fine. (laughs) I had that for weeks, and then I tried Twitch streaming, and now I'm just, I'm back. It's all I want to do, you know? But I'm in a position of privilege that a lot of this shit does not affect me. And it's not right that it affects others. If you have been affected by this... I, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry for you. It sucks that you have to deal with that. Fuck anyone who disagrees. Yeah. Fuck anyone who, yeah. That sentiment. It's insane. Anyways, um. I didn't know how to end that. That got serious for a bit. Yeah, that's true. Do you want to talk about the Wheel of Genres? And maybe we'll spin that and have a nice little chat about what uh, what game we might have to make. Before then, there is one more piece of uh, news. Oh. Um, I don't know if you've heard that China has actually banned video game... Oh! They've, they've limited video game time... What was it? From, like, kids under 18 can only play video games from 7pm to 8pm or some shit like that every night. Oh, wow. And uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jack? Well, look, I really... And yeah, that's just, you know, look, what what, wow, what more a, can you yeah, say? Yeah, really interesting discussion on that topic. That's a, yeah, really interesting stuff. I really, I think Holy your hell. point really spoke to what I was feeling, and I'm I'm really, yeah. really glad we had that discussion. I'm really, I, I'm glad too. Yeah. Interesting world we're living in with video games. That it Anyways, is. Anyways. <laughs> it's time to spin uh, the wheel of genres. Let, let's, thank you. <laughs> Dustin's having a great time. I was gonna... Don't worry. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke that was like, and I've just received this memo that says, <laughs> hurry up and spin the wheel of genres. 
What's this email I just got? Hang on. Let me check into Google Translate. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you want your podcast shut down? Spin the wheel of genres. <laughs> well, I have spun the wheel of genres, Dustin. And what's it landed on? It has landed on tower defense. Oh, wow. I love a bit of tower defense myself. What if your tower was all of America? Oh, actually, though. And you're defending... Like your management game, you're doing like tower defense, setting up your um, your agent cells around the country. I am not um, against this idea. And sort of stopping threats as they crop up and everything. Your tower is the world. The, not your the tower like, is the world. Yeah, it's something like that where it's like you're, you're, the game is like setting them up, not to the same degree of like managing each one but like mm-hmm. you're setting each one up you're building up those defenses and then like they stop threats as they appear um I like and it. then you gotta stop yourself from getting overwhelmed i feel like there's a lot of opportunity for fun gadgets and shit like that yeah like having the first one that came to my mind was like an ability and it's called mask or something okay and it takes enemies and in reality, you're taking enemies and turning them to your side. But, like, in the world of the game, it's actually that they pull off their masks and they were double agents. You know, the classic yeah, Mission okay, Impossible mask. Cool. What a cool trope. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I feel like that could be one of the shit... So, you, when you say tower defense, the whole... What what are the enemies like? Ah, oh, that's good. Is this idea. a balloons tower defense? Is this a... They're like black SUVs with oh, yeah. cool. with men with European accents inside. Naturally. Um, it doesn't matter what country they're from, they've all got a British accent. Yeah, yeah, I'm they're here, I'm just with like, it. Like, I'm thinking, like, they're all just like Eastern European, they mm. all want to blow up the world. Yep. Or, or they're British, I think the latest villain was British. Um, oh, Mr. Hunt, I see. Yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know, because I don't really play anything other than balloons, like the only tower defence I know. So it's like, would you want it to be like that kind of high-speed... Enemies just coming through your... I reckon what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a little cheeky Google. Yeah. The other tower defense games? What are, what tower defense games are there? Tower defense. Tower defense games? Well, we got... Well, balloons is one of them. Lol. I know that one. Oh my god, just Kingdom me. Rush? What do they look like usually? Most of these are the... They're all like the path, right? So... Yeah, they're all the path. Okay, what if... Okay, Plants vs. Zombies is a tower defense as well. Oh, cool. That's so different. I was going to say, what if you had a... Like, maybe MIF headquarters is under attack. Yeah. And that's your tower, and then you've got to set up the different agent defenses along the way. Maybe one of them is that mask idea that you had, mm-hmm. where... <clears throat> you can set up, like, someone who's masked up as one of the enemies, and that delays them and gives you time to get other defences underway. I'm about it, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then so you can set up different traps, like uh, tasers and bombs and whatnot, like, I f- all that kind of stuff to thin out the herd. I feel like this could be a really good, goofy comedy game as well. So, yeah, like, for sure. having a special abilities pop up, and it's, like, the stunts of Mission Impossible, but... Like oh the the train uh, the plane one where he's hanging off the side of the plane, but like the plane crashes into a bunch of your enemies, and there's just like a Tom Cruise fucking flailing on the side, 
Sorry, I did a big yawn there. <laughs> really sorry How dare that. you? Am I yeah, boring no, you really. that much? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm stopping um... the podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, so like a kind of goofy yeah, uh, like side of it. Cartoony art style. Yeah. I imagine your phone game. Yeah, for sure. I love a tower there defense are on phone. usually phone games. Um, I like it. It's it's a this is a really hard one to do. This is weird. I just think yeah, I like the idea of the base, yeah. the MIF headquarters, maybe the outsc- outsides, and you can do the plane stuff. Like maybe he comes in, maybe he doesn't crash the plane, but it's like maybe he like flies in holding onto the side of the plane, like throws some bombs at them or something. Um, I'm about it. Or it's like oh there he it's like the the plane thing. It's like maybe you can send out agents. So it's like you mix tower defense with like that management stuff. Mm-hmm. You send out agents to foil their plans, so then they have less people coming each level. Dude, and that's where you include some of the crazy stunts. Just random. There's like a one percent chance in every map that one of your towers just goes rogue and turns on you. Yeah. <laughs> just bullshit like that. So it's like yeah, I think that would be cool. But, um, yeah, specifically, like, having to defend a location. And mm. then it's like, oh, um, there's a cargo truck. There's, like, they're, they're bringing in more troops in cargo trucks or something, or troop transports. So go and do the, like, go and hang from an aeroplane and then attach a bomb to side. And then that's, like, something you have to tell someone to do. But including that management stuff, maybe you send a powerful agent. So then, like, the your front defenses are weakened while you're doing that. But it... It pays off because you've lowered their backup, so that makes that level easier to get through. That. Yeah, that's the next really one. cool. Yeah, and then you call it Mission Impossible. Um, what was that one that you you made up? Uh, <laughs> if you choose to accept. If you choose to accept it. <laughs> yeah. Done. Beautiful. Now I like it. And Mission Impossible. If you choose to accept it. <laughs> you'll take out tower defense because that's a really hard one to do. It, without just going like, it's a balloons, they do the thing. Yeah, exactly. I think that we kind of worked a way around it. Can you do hmm. third-person tower defense games? They are right. Like oh. if you're shooting zombies or something. There was one of them who tried it. What was that? Right. Like you were running around third person, and then you were like building up towers. Like you had to run to the area and build a tower there. But yeah. you're a third person, and you're shooting during it. So you're like controlling a guy while also. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. But, yeah, it'd be just like shooting people. It'd be like the second movie full of, like, super over-the-top gun sequences. So just like shooting and shooting. Fuck yeah, I'm Something about like that. that. Um, awesome. I reckon, though, that's yeah. probably that. I have a big question for you. Oh, for me? For you. If the audience... Mm-hmm. The lovely audience, who I love and hopefully love wanted... me too... I think they love you. Oh. I love you. Oh, if you're they okay. wanted, <laughs> wow! <laughs> if they wanted to send you some sort of correspondence, and, oh. and uh, where, where would they do such a thing? Well, if they wanted to send me any correspondence, it would be twitter.com/slash a forgotten donut. We can just look nice. at a forgotten donut. Uh, if they wanted to, maybe instead send me correspondence while I was playing a video game at the same time. Novel concept. Um, they could find me on any other day other than September 1st, which is already passed, so it doesn't matter, on twitch.tv slash a forgotten donor. That's the one. Really, I'm there in most places. You can find me, send me a DM, they're open. Tell me how much you love the podcast, and mostly me. 
If they wanted to send some praise your way, though, Dustin. So, you can find me. Uh, that's my email is DustinCaldwellTwitch at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, DustinCaldwellTwitch at gmail.com. So, you can send me emails there and I'll maybe respond to them. I'll certainly read them. Um, and then you can also find me streaming on any other day other than, like Jack said, September 1st. <laughs> um, you can find me streaming at Dustin underscore Caldwell. So, uh, at twitch.tv Fuck yeah. and I will be playing games I started playing Ghost of Tsushima a little bit more regularly so I'm actually back now awesome. which is really fun I missed you yeah, on Twitch, so... I'm glad you're back yeah, I missed being on Twitch it's fun um, if, if you want to, if you are like man, your fucking Mission Impossible games are dog shit and you're dog shit <sighs> as well or maybe a previous episode you were like oh, those, those Doctor Strange games were good but I can do one better then you can just email the ideas you have podcast. to adaptapalspod at gmail.com. You can do and that. Can... That's a, that's legal for anyone to do. And you can even mm. send it to the Twitter account. You could add adaptapals. At Twitter. It's good. Add adaptapals Twitter. God damn it, I'm bad today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can even do that. I reckon they so, should. Um, Please do. Send us some love. I reckon. At the moment, all I, I have is spam. That. They are funny, though. I don't have any <laughs> new ones. I'm, well, there is one new one. and But it's just... It's not funny. It's just sad. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's not. It's just... It's just pretending to be an old, late, God-fearing lady who's dying. Oh. That's a lie. Okay, there's, like, one line that I've got to read out because it's good. Um, where is it? Hang on. Sorry, just let me bring it up because it's really funny. That's all good. I was reading it out with my partner earlier. And we were having a giggle. From Mrs. Hannah, Hannah Van Rad, Van Rad. Um, so apparently she's dying. Her husband left her eleven million dollars, which is a lot of money, and she wants it to go to charity and shit like that. But she can't do it, so she's sending it to us, which is awesome. I'm gonna email her back soon. Um, my favorite line was, "My doctor told me recently that I have a serious sickness, which is a cancer problem," uh, which is just. Such poor English. Uh, what disturbs me most is my stroke sickness. Oh. So those are just two. The ca- uh, a cancer problem is really funny. And what disturbs me most is my stroke sickness. That's great. That's bad. That's both. Both double whammy. Just double whammy, right. Send us that $11 million, though. <laughs> That's a lot of money, dude. It's a lot you could do with $11 million. Anyway, she wants us to be sincere and urgent. Uh, to let us know Absolutely. if we can get that money. Yeah, we will. We will do that. If you want because... to send us eleven million dollars to give to Hannah Van Rad, because I don't have that money, I'm sorry, but I want to help this poor old lady out. <laughs> Here are my bank details. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget those special little numbers on the back, dude. Oh. Do you know what I can All right, hear? Alright, well, I think I can hear the music. I reckon I can hear. Yeah. It's, it's coming in. It's coming. You can hear it coming in. Thank you very much um, for listening. Rate five stars, subscribe, all that nonsense. Thank you very much. I've been Dustin. I've been Jack. Goodbye. We'll see you next time.